BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. ABC Wednesdays. Celebrity Jeopardy is back. Look at it! Hosted by me, Ken Jennings. Yeah! <laughs> a new season of powerhouse celebrities compete. Go big or go home. To win $1 million for charity. When celebrities take the Jeopardy stage, anything can happen. Bet it all! What is zombie? What is Arctic? What is the incorrect answer to this question? <laughs> Celebrity Jeopardy in primetime. Wednesdays on ABC and stream on Hulu. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi. Welcome to season two. Episode two. This is so exciting. Appeal to my therapist. The podcast where I event you listen and you do not get paid. I just ran up the stairs. Yes, I did. Um, hold on. Do I have boogers? I hope not. Anyways, so I hope you guys had a good week last week. Um, I know the last episode was really short, but I had a therapy appointment that I absolutely forgot about. And honestly, it was a pretty good therapy appointment. I feel like we covered a lot that I will be talking about with you today. And, um, and also, I wanted to talk more about the set because I'm very proud of it why would it not be like I put a lot of work into it so enjoy it please say very nice things about it in the comments and reviews and such um so oh my god like just pieces of this goddess knotless just coming out (laughs) I swear to god so um okay so last season this is so exciting to say, you guys. I don't know what I was thinking when I started this podcast, but I, like, I never really thought that there would be a point where I'd be like, season two, and where I could say, like, last season. Like, this is, like, very exciting for the girl, you know? So I, I'm very proud of myself because I stuck through it, and I'm back, beach. I'm back, beach. For all the beaches that were like, don't quit. I'm back, beach. I'm back, stone. Who quit? Not me, per, period. <laughs> period so um last season 
on the last season of POV of My Therapist, the set was green. Like, there was a lot of green, and I'm always drawn to the colors of green and pink, but I never really thought to look it up why. Um, but my therapist mentioned it today when I showed her a picture of my set. And there's a lot of pink. Everything's pink. I've been in my pink era, you guys. Like, if you follow me on Instagram at VineFilo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O, you will notice that I've been wearing a lot of pink. It's giving Greta Gerwig Barbie 2023. It's, I'm really, like, in my pink era. And, like, yes, Margot Robbie had something to do with it. But, you know, I was stepping into my pinkiness way before then because, like, pink is such a feminine color. And I feel like the more that I've come into, into contact with my femininity, the more that I've embraced it the more that like I've been in my like girl like mode you know what I'm saying um I have really gravitated towards pink and like pink things have gravitated towards me so um I looked up the chakras all right I looked up the chakras um because my therapist mentioned it she was like um you have a lot of pink on and you always have green and pink so uh which, you know, I thought the meanings of these things kind of like were in line with what I was kind of going through at, um, at these certain times. So I'm going to read to you. Green, which was the color I concentrated on last season, was the heart chakra. And the heart, the fourth chakra, is located in the center of the chest. It represents love, self-love, and it governed our relationships. And balanced attributes would be depression, difficulty in relationships, and lack of self-discipline. What the heck did we talk about last episode? I almost said last season. Well, also, what did we talk about last season? We talked a lot about that. So I feel like I'm moving past the green, entering the pink, which is, well, it's like pink, magenta, purplish, which is the crown chakra, which um, is the seventh chakra, is located at the top of the head with my knecklon. It represents states of higher consciousness and divine connection and balanced attributes would be cynicism disregarding what is sacred closed-mindedness and disconnection with spirit so i find that really crazy for a multitude of reasons the first reason is me it's the fact that like i've been really in tune with my intuition you guys like i'm not kidding i've been so in tune with my intuition and, like, I'm tapping more into it, not, like, with crystals or anything like that, but just listening to what I call the first thought. So, for me, my first thought, like, it's when I get an idea to do something or if I have to do something, like, it can be as simple as, um, let's go to the store. And then I'm like, oh, what store? The first store that pops in my head, if I think a second store, I will go back to the first store that popped in my head. And I guarantee you that when I go to the first store it will have everything that I needed, no matter how random or, like, foreign it is to that store. Like, I wish I was kidding, but it's true. And there have been times where I go to the second store, they don't have it, go to the third store, they don't have it. Gotta go back to the first store, and there they go, they have it. So I've been, like, very in tune with my intuition and, like, just making sure that, like, I listen to myself because I've always, like, I read this quote one time that said, your gut feeling is your future, you regretting a decision you made. I'm gonna repeat that one more time. Your gut feeling is future you regretting a decision that you made. I think about that all the time. And, you know, I actually thought about this the other day. So I, you know, I had been getting, oh, I don't want to say getting over because I feel like that's giving them too much credit. But honestly, like I was getting over somebody and I had a hard time getting over them. And like, I, I really was in love with the idea of them that I believed to be true, but it was not who they were. 
I was very much in love with the with the projections, with the things that I projected onto them. I very much turned them into the person that I wish I could have loved. Um, and I love that version of them. Was it the real version of them? Absolutely not. Hard lesson to learn. Lesson learned either way. So I was very much in love with this thought of this person. And, and it all happened because I hooked up with them. <laughs> Which is why we don't believe in that. We don't believe in sex. No. That is for sinners. And we are not sinners. We are children of God. Okay? So um, I hooked up with them. And I knew... I knew it wasn't the best decision. And you know, my gut feeling, I was literally laying in bed, waiting for them, thinking, you know, what harm would it do if I just got up and left at this very moment? At this very moment, what harm would it do if I just up and left this room? And I just got into my car while they were doing whatever they were doing, and I just left. And I didn't pick up when they called, asked me, where the fuck are you? And I just went home and I laid in my bed. I really asked myself that question. And I, I imagined myself walking through the steps. And then as I was thinking that thought, my friend texted me. And she said, I literally had not heard from her in months. And she texted me and she said, bitch, I'm pregnant. Mind you. I'm butt-ass naked in some man's bed reading this. And I said, I was like, how? How are you pregnant? And she was like, I did something I wasn't supposed to. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> what? And she was like, yeah. She was like, I wasn't going to tell anybody, but, like, you were the first person I thought to tell. And I was like, um, I'm currently about to get piped. What do you mean? What do you mean? And that literally was, she literally was joking and she was, she wasn't joking about the pregnancy. She was very pregnant. Um, but she literally was telling me, she was like, maybe this is God telling you not to screw this man. And I was like, mm, we're going to pretend that didn't happen. And I pretended it didn't happen. And then I hooked up with him. And then that led me down a spiral of feelings and emotions and regret. Okay. And my gut at like that day was like, get up, put your clothes on, grab your phone, your keys, wallet, go home, eat a snack and go to bed. I didn't do that. I'm dealing with the consequences of that today, today over something that happened in October. Okay. Today. Regardless, regardless, <sighs> yeah, regrets, regrets, regrets. So anyway, so I'm more in tune with my spiritual being now and I'm seeing a lot of, you know, reward coming from listening to my intuition. And this also goes in, you know, hand in hand with the conversation that I had with my therapist today. And I, you know, a big thing that I've been in therapy about and like talking to my therapist about is me being 27, I'm not 27, I'm 26, I'm a liar. Me being 26, never being in a relationship, that's really, like, been an issue for me. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it, it fucks with my confidence a lot, and it makes me, I'm just making sure that, like, you can see me. And it makes me question myself a lot. Like, it's not a nice feeling, and I've talked about this extensively, okay, on this podcast. Yeah. And I think, you know, 
And I think the way that we framed a lot of my healing was about, you know, being ready for things when they come. You know, I want to, you know, work with, deal with a lot of my trust issues because when my, when my man come, I want to be ready. I want to be able to trust him. I want to be able to this. I want to be able to that. Well, I've been in therapy. I almost said I've been in depression. No, I'm not. I've been in therapy for two years now and I've still been single in that time. And you know, it, you get to a point where you do look and when you have like these moments of pause, when I'm not, in, when I'm in, when I'm not, you know, having a great time and, and, you know, I start feeling that, that yearning for like a deep connection with somebody where I just want to hug sometimes and like, and it hurts so much and I got to like squeeze the shit out of my dog. Like when you have those moments of like just wanting human connection, when you think like, damn, it's been two years and I still don't have this thing that I've been wanting so bad. You have those moments. I have those moments. And, you know, I've, I've watched my thought process turn from, um, nobody's ever going to love me. I'm never going to find anybody to love to kind of realizing that I'm a little too good for these niggas. Like, let's be honest here. Like I'm, I know myself and I know myself very well and I know what I have to offer now. And, and I see so often how I was settling for nothing, for nothing, for crumbs, for crumbs of shit. I was settling for dinkleberries and like, and it pisses me off because I look back at myself and I'm like, I understand the need. I understand the want and I understand why I did it and I will never be angry at myself for doing the things that I did to, to fulfill that need for human connection. I will never be angry at myself for that. But I am happy that I have learned to love myself and to know the love that I deserve and, and you know, to know that I don't want to settle for, like, these half-ass connections anymore. I just don't. Like, I'm just so uninterested in it. And, and we were talking about that and I was telling her how it took me a long time to spit it out because I couldn't word it. I couldn't word my frustration. And I was telling her how, like, I'm kind of sick of us, me and my therapist, I'm kind of sick of us framing everything about being ready for this thing when it comes, being ready for a man, being ready for this relationship. Okay, cool. But what if that relationship genuinely never happens? That's not me being a Debbie Downer. That's not me being, you know, depressing or not believing in love because I do believe in it. And I, you know, I, I know there's a great guy out there somewhere existing, living life, swinging his big dick around. I don't know when he's going to get to me. And I can't keep making decisions over something that has no schedule, no plan. I know nothing about it. I don't even know what it looks like. I can't keep making very heavy decisions about myself and my personality and my consciousness. And I can't keep making decisions revolving around that. ABC Wednesdays. Celebrity Jeopardy is back. Damn! Look at it! Hosted by me, Ken Jennings. Yeah! <laughs> A new season of powerhouse celebrities compete. Go big or go home. To win $1 million for charity. When celebrities take the Jeopardy stage, anything can happen. Bet it all! What is zombie? What is Arctic? What is the incorrect answer to this question? <laughs> Celebrity Jeopardy in Primetime. Wednesdays on ABC and stream on Hulu. Like, and I was telling her that and I was like, I feel like I'm putting a lot of weight on something that I don't know where it is. I don't know if it exists. I don't know when it's going to happen. And I don't like that. And I feel like what it ends up happening is like, I kind of turn into like a dog almost who's like, oh, I've, I've done all of my tricks. Uh, where's my treat? 
And it's two years later, where's my treat? So now two years later, I'm frustrated. And I'm asking myself, where the fuck is my treats? Where the fuck is my husband? Where the fuck is my husband? Because who the fuck is he? Like, where the fuck is this person? And I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. I think like I've come so far in my healing journey. And I don't think that the determining factor of whether I'm healed or not should be if I'm like, where is my husband? Like who, if I'm with somebody, cause I've done all of this preparation, where is the groom? The wedding is planned. The, the checks have cleared. Where is the man to put on the suit and walk down the aisle? Like, where is he at? Like, you know, and I've, and, and that's not necessarily a question I'm asking anymore, but I really was telling my therapist, like, look, I don't want to focus on that anymore. I want to think about the things that I'm doing and the lessons that I'm learning in therapy and I want to frame it in how is this going to make my life better? Like, how is this going to benefit divine? How is this going to help in my relationship with divine? And like, and I, I don't fault her at all because like I definitely think like I take the lead in therapy sometimes because I am a talker and she definitely like steers me and guides me like where I need to go and like, And I feel like that was just a realization that I had to come to on my own that, you know, a relationship is not necessarily the end all or be all. It's not, it's not a, it's not an accurate representation of my worth because what is being in a relationship if the person is shitty and like, I've never had a boyfriend, but it's like, okay, great. Even if I get a boyfriend tomorrow, not happening. If I get a boyfriend tomorrow, he might not be the love of my life. He might just be an asshole who's a good actor for a couple of days. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't want to, I feel like there's a high chance of me being disappointed when I frame things in the way of, I did all of this healing and I have nothing to show for it. I have a lot to show for it. I don't have the thing that I want to show for it. And I think, like, I'm hoping I'm making sense right now. Praying to God I'm making sense. And I I really was, like, telling her, I was like, I don't like that I've been thinking about this in this way because there's no certainty for any of that. The only thing I can be certain about is how I feel about myself and the life that I lead. Like, that's literally all I can be certain about. And I want to focus on that and I want to focus on me. And my therapist was, like, so happy to hear it. She was like, round of applause, please. And, um... And then it was so funny because at the end of our therapy session, she was like, um, she was like, now I really want you to start thinking about things in your childhood that you want to think about. And I was like, (laughs) the answer to that is nothing. Like, what do you mean? I was like, a childhood? I had one. I just kind of assumed I was born in the now. Like, I popped out and I was that girl. Like, what do you mean? My childhood. And she was like, "Mm hmm, funny, but no. Um, and she was like, she was like, you've come such a long way. And she was like, now that we're really at this point. And I was just like, are you trying to tell me that I'm healed? Am I healed? And she was like, you're healing. Yeah, not healed. Um, we got to talk about the, the traumas. And I was like, I really don't want to. Cause like, I, I'm like, it's already happened. Like, what good is it going to do to talk about it? We don't need to, like, investigate my life. Like, that's weird. I don't like it, girl. <sighs> Anyways, but, um, so, yeah. And, and I found, like, so I, 
all of that to say is I'm wearing pink now, but, um, but yeah, it was a nice therapy session and I'm, I'm really proud of myself, like how far I've come and like, I'm loving bro. You know how like I'm all the time. I'm like, God, if you could do one thing, why don't you help me like detach from men? It's happening girl. And it's such a nice feeling. Like it, like, you know, I have those moments where I'm just like, damn, I care more than I want to, but I think that's just human nature. And I'm okay with that. I'm mildly okay with that. Um, so yeah, but like, I feel like we're at a good place. We're at a good place mentally, physically, emotionally. And I'm ready for whatever season two brings, period. So the next thing that I want to talk about, because, and honestly, this may be old news at this point by the time I publish this, but I just feel like it's necessary. Okay, I really feel like it's necessary. I know I have a podcast where I talk about the very intimate details of my life, but I do want it to be known that I'm only telling what I want to say. Like, there are things happening in my life that I'm not telling anybody at all. Like, for what reason? You know, I mean, for different reasons. Because I am a big proponent of privacy. I really believe in privacy. And and the reason why I really got to thinking about this was because of Kylie fucking Jenner. I was thinking about, Kylie and her damn jet okay and how she posted that picture of her and Travis on the tarmac and they were like which one should we take should we take my jet or my husband's jet like which jets do we take and I was like oh my god like (laughs) I'm over here I'm over here googling flights trying to find one for five dollars cheaper so I can afford a um frappuccino at the airport Um, and Kylie Jenner is trying to figure out which plane to take. Um, we really live in a society. So I, it was funny because like that picture just sent people on like a tailspin of stuff. And then people were like, she's taking three minute flights and it's, it's, it's so much more effort to take the three minute flight than to drive 40 minutes to which I was like, I not defending her, but I highly doubt anybody is taking a three minute flight unless it's the pilot moving the airplane from one tarmac to another. But that's neither here nor there. Um, cause I could not imagine, I genuinely could not imagine just getting on a plane, um, and taking a three minute flight. Or I feel like there's a high potential. It was a connecting flight, but why would you have a connecting flight if you have a private plane? Anyways, regardless of it, you know, there was this whole, people were writing articles, articles about Kylie Jenner and her fucking carbon footprint. And you know, yeah, shame the rich, do whatever you gotta do. I don't personally, personally, I'm not going to waste time even spelling out the name Kylie Jenner, but I am going to waste time talking about it because I feel like that's a lot less effort. Um, just because I feel like, is it going to give me money? No. Is it going to give me clout? I don't know. My tweet might get um, two retweets hit tweet right there. But like people were low key writing articles, like full on Twitter threads. And I'm like, do something else. She already took the three minute flight. And then I was also thinking about like how she probably would like put out a statement at some point, which she didn't, but it made me start thinking about people's privacy. And I'm not thinking, I'm not saying respect Kylie Jenner's privacy. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, we should respect people's privacy. But I was thinking, not everything needs to be put online. Not everything needs to be put online. Like, dead ass, she could have posted that picture to the Finsta. 
her and her little gaggle of rich friends would have seen it. It would have been a haha, a kiki, and then nobody would have cared because it would not have garnered the outrage that it did. For the life of me, I don't understand why this girl did not post that pic in her Finsta. And the thing is, I mean, I do understand why, because she doesn't have a real grip on reality. I mean, she might have one, but definitely not the grip you and I have, because we're all living in a rela- some sort of reality. Um, but, you know, obviously, she's her life is very different than Howard's. So, but that's her existence. And I was like, but she could have posted that to the Finsta. And then I started thinking about, like, a lot of other celebrities and how, like, even the most private of celebrities have stalkers. Like, Lana Del Rey, like, I would say she's decently private. She got a crazy stalker, broke into her house and, like, took her car. And I was thinking about how much trouble people get in on the daily over the things that they tweet and the things that they post on TikTok and the shit that they do. People are literally losing jobs because they open their phone, hit record, said, oh, that's a hit post right there and then they posted it do you know that's crazy to me that's crazy to me and I was thinking about like people getting canceled and stuff like that and um but I was thinking about how much time and effort and emotional bandwidth could be saved if people just didn't post everything that they wanted to on the internet I'm pretty sure that there was a point in my life where I posted every thought I ever had on the internet and I'm also pretty sure I was 12 when I was doing that My drafts on Twitter are full of half-written sentences because I start writing a tweet. And by the time I write the first, like, I want to say three words, my brain is like, drafts right now. Put that shit in drafts. Not everybody needs to know every singular thought that you have. And, and hold on I'm I'm remember like there were so many steps in this conversation that I wanted to take and a few of them left my brain so I'm trying to remember what it was I was saying because I was this is the thing it was a conversation about Kylie Jenner which led to a conversation about, about privacy and also how like I am like a fairly private person like with my space and stuff I so regret letting like Only a couple people know where I live. Like, maybe, like, five people know where I live. Why do I regret, like, four out of five of those people knowing where I live? Like, I genuinely do. Because now I'm like, what if one day you turn into an op? Turn into a hater? Now you know where I live. And, like, and I was thinking about, like, rapper. This is, like, such a rambling conversation, but either way. I was thinking about, like, rappers who, like, people know where they live. That bothers me. People know where Drake live. That bothers me. That's my husband. I don't really want people knowing where he lives. Like, people are taking Snapchats in his house. I don't like that. I feel like you need to have a level of privacy. And, like, you need to, like, keep your space sacred because not everybody has good intentions for your space or you. Okay. But then I also realized that I have deep-rooted trust issues. I don't trust people. And I realized that. It takes me a long time to trust them because, you know, I've been... I'm jaded in a way. I'm very jaded in friendships and relationships because I've had some people do me fucking dirty. So when I meet people, I'm constantly like a part of me is constantly thinking, what exactly is it that you want from me? What do you think I can offer you? I'm literally thinking these thoughts and I'm literally taking myself out of my head and going in their head and looking at myself from their point of view, wondering what is it that they could probably take from me? Obviously, I'm in therapy. 
So the next step in that process is a correction, is me looking at myself and being like, nothing, stupid, you're funny. Maybe they think you're nice. Maybe they just need a friend. Maybe they just thought you were interesting. Is that so bad? And then I'm like, okay, it's not so bad. We just need to learn how to be trusting again. And like, and it was so funny because I had a conversation with like two of my friends the other day and I was, I explained to them why I had such deep trust issues. Um, and why I would never tell that story on this podcast because I refuse to give the person who caused me such trust issues to realize that they had such an effect on my life. I refuse to do it because I know they listen to my podcast. I know they do. So I don't want to give them the gratification of knowing that they ever affected me in any sort of way. And if you think it's about you, it's probably not. Put your pride aside. So... I, like, I just refuse to ever talk about that story. But what I can say is I definitely left that situation feeling kind of free-falling in all of my relationships because I definitely thought that I, I really had a deep connection with this person. I thought it was kismet. I thought that our meeting was fate and that our friendship was a thing of beauty and that it was absolute fate. What I didn't realize was that our meeting was not colluded. No, that's definitely not the word. Our meeting was basically set up. Like, I didn't realize that our meeting was set up, but it was set up. Um, They knew where I was going to be, and they decided to meet me in that way. Um, And then they pretended like they'd never heard of me or anything like that. Love that. Later on in our friendship, when I decided to end the friendship, I realized that what was happening, what they were really getting from me was an exchange of information about, you know, when I thought I was just like sharing my feelings and, and talking about like my personal things and like having a shoulder to cry on. No girl, it was an exchange of information. So one can imagine how that may lead to deep trust issues as it did for me. Um, and so every time I meet somebody, I'm like, what do you want from me? You know, a lot of the times, like, you hear people, like, it's always, like, rappers, and they're like, people use me for the things that I got, yada, yada, yada. And I think a lot of the times people think that, like, it's money. But I think at the end of the day, like, people can use you for a number of things. They can use you for clout. They can use you for money. They can use you for recognition. They can use you for emotional support. They can drain you of your emotional powers like they can drink they can they can use you for inspiration like have you ever been an unwilling muse have you ever been an unwilling muse hmm? like a person who they see you they want to be like you so they spend time around you and they really rely on you emotionally and you think you're being a good friend but they don't really return any of that and then slowly but surely they start taking over parts they try they're not taking parts of your personality cuz like you get, people really can't do that but they start taking parts of your personality and copying it it is very scary and it's crazy because it happens more than you think it would not me turning this into a true crime podcast but and I've been watching a lot of Crime Junkie. I'm so sorry. Um, But it happened to me and it happened to a friend of mine. And I watched it happen um, to her where her partner literally from the time they started dating to the time they broke up. When I tell you her partner became her twin. Horrifying. Down to the wearing her clothes, trying to steal her friends, all of it. Like literally was just trying to take over this girl's life. Horrifying. Um, and 
And in the way that it happened to me, like, it was obviously, it comes from, like, a place of jealousy in a way, which, like, I always thought was crazy because I was always thinking, like, why the hell is this person jealous of me? I have nothing going on at this present moment. Like, what do you want from me? And one of my friends the other day, he mentioned to me, I don't know why he was thinking about this, but he was, and he was telling me, he was like, I was thinking about that situation with that one person that you told me about, and he was like, um, and I think I realized why they wanted to be you. And I was like, this is such a weird conversation. And from any outward perspective, it sounds so egotistical, but pray tell. And he was like, um, because you are really easy to talk to. Um, and men find it really easy to talk to you. And he was like, and actually, I think that's why you're in a lot of the issues that you're in right now is because men find it extremely easy to talk to you. And then instantly they have regrets because they're like, fuck. I've showed you too much of myself. And he was like, and a lot of people don't have that quality. And he was like, sometimes, like, you have to realize that there can be qualities in you that, like, you don't even, you don't think are a big deal. You take for granted. And somebody else sees it, and they think that it's the thing that they're lacking. So it's like, it's not like jealousy, like, oh, they want to be me. It's like, oh, like, no, you have this tiny characteristic that they wish they had. So they try to emulate you to get that and so that was like that and so trust issues out the ass and which leads me to like being a very private person and sometimes like I go on my Instagram and like I look through my DMs and like the thing that I always hate reading the most which I'm gonna sound so mean and it is mean the thing that I hate reading the most is I wish you were my friend I want to be your friend can we be friends I hate reading that because, and it's, it's my personal problem and I'm not saying, oh, don't say that to me. Like I'm not being bitchy in that way. I'm, it bothers me and I know that it's wrong that it bothers me. And the reason it bothers me is because I know how hard it is for me to make friends and I know how long of a process it is. And when I read that statement, I think my brain just gets triggered by it. My brain just gets triggered by it. And it's like, you don't know how hard it took me to get here. (laughs) And I'm like, and I'm just like this bitter little bitch. And I'm like, I don't want to be your friend. But like, I would never say that to somebody um, at all. And like, I obviously go through that thought process before I respond or anything like that. But yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So I I was thinking, isn't that crazy? Kylie Jenner just let me down uh, an entire hill. Let me down a spiral of these thoughts about privacy and trust issues and letting people into your space. And I also kind of feel like when you're really private, like there's an allure to that. Like it's kind of sexy when you don't put all of your shit out there. Like I always think about Zendaya, like she's a big pop star, but does anybody really know much about her? No. Does anybody even know her favorite color? I don't. I know for sure I don't. Do I know Kim Kardashian's favorite color? She may say it's another color, but I know that shit is stone, whatever color that is. Like, you know so much about people. And I think, like, even in social media and, like, in this work and, like, having podcasts and, like, being a small personality, a small creator, as much of a small creator as I am, there is this weird, like, kind of parasocial relationship that happens where people think they're a lot closer to you than they actually are. And, you know, I try to be nice about it um, because, you know, I I think it's a nuanced thing. It's a nuanced conversation. 
and I definitely think the format of which I talk to people on this podcast, it is very personal. I am less than an inch away from tickling your brain. Like, if I were to be in my your headphones, I could pop into your ear and be like, hey girl, what's up? I like this cave you have, this ear, what's going on? Like, it's very personal, and like, I speak very candidly, so I expect it, um, I think, like, there are boundaries that, like, can't be crossed and stuff like that, and it's up to me to, like, withhold those things. I don't think it's, like, ever up to, like, somebody else that barely even knows me, really, um, to uphold those boundaries. It's like, you know, when I first started the podcast and I got, like, an influx of, like, followers on TikTok and um, Instagram, like, I used to, like, follow a lot of people back and, like, respond to a lot of messages, and now I don't necessarily do that because I've had moments where, you know, people don't necessarily understand a boundary that you set. So you may respond to something and you're like, thank you. And then next thing you know, they send you like their whole life story and they like, they want you to make intimate decisions for them. That is the best way I can put that. They want you to make really intimate decisions about their life for them. And I'm just like, eh, 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 absolutely not. I will I will not be responding, thank you very much. Uh, But I think there is something nice about being private and, like, holding parts of yourself to yourself. Because I also think, like, in the social media economy, right, look at Jake Paul. People who vlog, um, who vlog every aspect of their life. Nothing is sacred. Nothing, there's not a lot of mindfulness to anything. And because of that, you give a lot of yourself and you see that you're rewarded for it by views, by money, by whatever. So you keep thinking, oh, I have to give more. And you keep giving and you keep giving. And like, yeah, your bank account is getting fat. But at the end of the day, who, what do you have of yourself that nobody knows about? Like, you're so naked at the end of the day. And it's funny that I say naked because I think, like, being naked, like, for me is very vulnerable. But there are some people who, they're naked and they don't feel vulnerable. And who are naked, they show you every bit of themselves. And they have more privacy than somebody in a full nun's habit. That's, that was so profound of me. That was a good one. Mm -hmm. Yep, very profound. So I think, like, there are, like, important boundaries that you have to maintain. And I think Kylie needs to get a Finsta. I really do. I think she needs a Finsta. And if she has one, she needs to utilize it more. If it's not a picture, if the picture has more than five objects in it, actually, let me think. If a picture has more than three objects in it, herself included, but she's not an object. I'm just saying, if there's four subjects, sorry, in the picture... I'm sorry, if there's more than three subjects in the picture, she needs to not post it on her main account. Because all that needs to be, subject number one is Kylie. Subject number two, another person perhaps. Subject number three, somebody's purse or phone. Okay. In that picture, there were multiple subjects. There was Kylie, Travis, two Jets, and I'm pretty sure a Birkin. If we did not have the Birkin and the two Jets, we would have been fine. Even if we had the Birkin, the two Jets are just really what overdid it. 
Okay. And then it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. So, you know, love your privacy. That's why you don't see a lot of billionaires on Instagram because they know, they know that in their free time, they're literally, the billionaires are probably in the, in the sky with both of their jets, smashing their jets together. And we would never know because they don't have Instagrams. Okay. And also, let me tell you something else. I was on TikTok the other day and somebody said, someone said um, that he just started his working at a law firm. Um, his, what is it? As, oh, he just started working as a paralegal at a law firm that takes criminal cases. And he said, the U.S. government is y- using y'all's Instagram against you. Stop it. And I don't doubt it. I was reading um, Young Thug's, uh, I almost said incarceration, indictment. I was reading Young Thug's indictment and, like, the indictment of, like, the um, slime situation. Girl, the amount of Instagram screenshots they had. They were screenshotting in 2015. That is crazy. Imagine be- getting your Instagram subpoenaed. Girl, <laughs> imagine getting your Twitter subpoenaed. Oh my God. First of all, we're never making it to the trial. I would simply die of embarrassment. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. I I would die of embarrassment. Wh- oh my God. You have to sort through all the times I cried on Twitter or I posted on my close friends about being lonely. Oh my God, they're going to know how many times I watched Paddington this year. (laughs) Like, then what would I have? Then I would have to be like, yes, because they have proof. They have the screenshots. They have the screen grabs to corroborate the accusation. Like, what? That's crazy, girl. That's crazy. I can't believe this is the world we live in. I'm like, (laughs) can you imagine a judge being like, oh my God, why did that crazy tweet get a million likes? Imagine being in court and the judge being like, wow, that was a hit tweet. I'd die. Actually, I'd be like, per, your honor, you know, like, period. Like, wow, that was a hit tweet, period. Period, at the end of a sentence. He's like, yep, you got 12 years, by the way. Anyways. Anyways, as you can tell, I'm in a great mood. Um... Yeah, so anyways, you know what time it is. 45 minutes per is the end of the podcast. So welcome back. It's been a nice time. I'm having fun with you guys. We have new energy. We're in a good place. Um, so I'm really excited about this season. Um, very excited for life, for everything to come. And I hope I don't have a booger in my nose right now because it kind of feels like I do. But, um, anyways, so this is the end of the podcast. Very abruptly, sorry. But if you want to keep up with me on the daily, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, which are both VineFilo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O. Um, on Twitter, you can see the thoughts that may end up in a courtroom one day. Hopefully not, we pray. And on Instagram, you can see cute pictures of my dog when she's taking a shit in the morning. Um, oh my god, uh... Another, I'm so sick of this goddess knotless. I'm sorry, I just ran my fingers through my hair and another freaking 
piece of goddess knotless braid came out. I hate it here. Anyways, what a great way to end the episode. I love you. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe and like. And if you're enjoying the podcast, share it with your friend. Please. I would like more listeners. That would make me really happy. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys are having a nice time. I love you so much. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. And, uh, yeah, follow me on the socials, like, and subscribe, comment, follow, all of that. Thank you. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.